0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees. 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CTMobile.com. Bye-bye. Oh, you're tripping.
1: I'm out of here anyway.
2: We're there. Yeah.
0: top of the hour is being brought to you by Northwestern Basketball, Chicago's Big Ten team. Coach Collins and the Cats host Minnesota for Senior Night on Sunday, March 6th at 6.30 p.m. Buy tickets now at nusports.com. Transition is being brought to you by Amy Kite of Keller Williams Realty Infinity. See, look at, look at applied learning that's going on on the Parkinson and Spiegel show. A week ago, these guys are like, you know what? We should have just stayed at home when there was an imminent storm on the way. The next week same thing happens and what did the boys do? They made the right choice and they're on their couches at the
1: crib. What's up boys? What's up Lawrence? What's up Speegs? Yeah, I think it was the snow and the possibility that I was patient zero
2: for uh for the
1: show and got everybody sick. So, yeah, yeah
2: the deeply um <clears throat> the deeply violent and unfortunate stomach bug that assaulted me yesterday between the hours of eleven and twelve thirty necessitating my absence from the radio show um, really is the reason that i 'm home because I figure i 'm carrying it now as well i didn 't want to give that to anybody because nobody deserves that fate things nobody. went things went poorly huh oh went very poorly yes um there was there were there were liquids and there were There were deposits of said liquids into places where they belong, and there was near-misses for those liquids going other places, it was you were on it the was Aaron
1: Rodgers cleanse, basically, except it wasn't therapeutic.
2: You know, I reminded myself a lot of him in the playoffs the last two years. There, in it, fact. Is. Oh, right, there it is. There's the one for today. All right, <laughs> yeah, good. That's
1: right.
2: I feel like you got to figure out a way to work it
0: into every show.
2: Oh, I will. <laughs> I will against the wills of, uh, of of my partner and our producers. But Danny, did you hear Lawrence just flat out? Going to war on my Fanduel code <laughs> during his spot, man. That is. I missed it. I'm sorry. What oh, did he say? He said, "Use my code." It was, I, Lo-ho, I what it was.
0: Loho, if you're uh, signing yeah, no. up for Fanduel, don't use Matt. Yeah, like, no. Come he on, said, don't do
2: that. That would he, be stupid. He said, stay away. Well, you know, mine's just easier to remember and to write. It so is. So Matt is very clear with two T's, ladies and gentlemen. But my code wars underway. Either or just way, use the code two fifty match at Bet Rivers. I don't know. That's no, that's, that's that's situation. not that's not what
0: we're doing here. No.
2: That would be ridiculous. We are yeah.
0: team FanDuel over here, sir. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Gotcha. Don't you ever forget use the it. promo code
1: Loho, L O H O.
2: Or Matt. Either Matt's one. easier. Matt's easier. Yeah.
1: How was uh how was the uh the Black History Month event, Lawrence, yesterday? It was really great.
0: I you, you never know like when you get asked to do something like that, like how it's gonna go and it was an in-house like Odyssey thing and I was like, "Are, are we going to be talking to ourselves?" Like that's always my concern. Is are the four people that are there going to be the only four people that are involved? But there were a hundred people from around the country that you know in and out. Like most of the time, where Mitch said that he went back this morning and watched it, which I was like you really didn't have to do that. But I, I thank you. But it was really good. It was, it was a lot of fun, and it was, it was cool to commiserate with other black folks that work for Odyssey about our shared experiences and the experiences that are different. And it was a very cool, it was moderated perfectly. And I tried not to talk too much, but I failed in that endeavor.
2: Well,
1: they they have you on to talk a lot.
0: Yes. And you, you know what I mean? Like they, they invited you to speak. They want you to speak. Yes. And and when you're the talk show host, I, I kept warning people, I said, look, this is gonna I'm gonna go into a lot of different directions and It's going to take me a while to get to where I want to go, but people indulge me, and I I think that it turned out really well. I was very proud to represent the company, and more importantly, it was really great to kind of trade notes with other people in different markets about what their experience is.
2: Good, man. good. That's That's, that's really cool. I need to check my company
1: email. Uh,
0: I, I always, mean, you, you were, you were you know, prepping for the show. Like, I didn't expect anyone to just jump out and be like, well, let me, let me, it's, I get it. Like, and it, it what was really cool is like the feedback that I've now gotten from other markets. And now it it works for me as, as a way to network a little bit too, where yeah. you, you get a chance to be like, oh, the, I now know someone that listens to the Odyssey app. Like one, the marketing manager in Atlanta is a huge scorehead. And hearing that is dope. That they're listening on the Odyssey Yeah, probably listening right now. So that's Shout good. Shout out to the ATL. That's great. That's right. That, Hold it down in the A.
2: That's that's outstanding. I love when we discover people all over the country, and you never know, displaced Chicagoans finding uh, finding their home with us. That's uh, that's true. Hey Lawrence, do you do you remember Kenny Burrow, the wide receiver for Earl Campbell's? Oakland, or excuse me, Houston Oilers. I Um, do
0: not remember Kenny Burrow. Why should I remember Kenny Burrow?
2: He he just passed away today. He was the last double zero in the NFL. And now we've seen it in the NBA, um, right? Like Robert Parrish was double zero. Benoit Benjamin, yes. Kevin Duckworth was a double zero. But I remember when I was a kid... And Kenny Burrow was a really good wide receiver for the uh, Dan Pastorini Earl Campbell Houston Oilers, but he was double zero, and I thought it was just about the coolest thing ever. Like just the the balls it took to wear that number, and it's just. And I was I don't know I was five six seven years old, and I was man, look at that guy. He was he was a good wide receiver too. I know he had a thousand yard season somewhere in there in in the mid seventies. The balls it took. To be double zero? It took yes. a lot of courage to wear the double zero? Well, because double zero at the time, I didn't even know about it in basketball. Later on, I figured it out. But double zero represented, um, you know, emptiness, being bad. And like he was staring it in the face. I don't know, man. I gave that a lot of weight when I was a child. My association with double zero is Robert
1: Parrish. Yes. But Robert. also, G. if you're going to play roulette, you hope that there's only one green space. That's right. And not two. You'll take, the, you'll take the zero, but if there's the zero and the double zero, mm. you know, you'll still drunkenly maybe put down on a number, but know that you're given even more of an edge to the house if you play red or black or you try to hit your numbers. Because they don't, they don't incru- improve the payout if you hit a 35-to-1 on uh, an exact hit, but there is an extra space on the roulette wheel. Some are single zeros, some are single zero and double zero. So I have a negative association with double zero because – those roulette wheels be stealing. Do you Got guys
0: have, have favorite numbers that look good on jerseys? Like, I'm I'm a, a big fan of single-digit numbers, but not all of them. Like, I used to wear six, so I'm always – like, I'm looking forward to Marcus Stroman. Uh, I love six on the back of a jersey. I'm also fond of of doubles, like the double zero. Like, give me a 33, give me a 44.
1: 22 is for me. 22, yeah,
0: yeah that, that's, oh. that's a solid number on a jersey. Now, some – Numbers on jerseys don't look right. I don't think 27
2: looks good on a jersey, for example. Um, Yeah, no, I don't really – I don't necessarily have that. I've always liked the double numbers. I mean, I was into the double zero. Then when Gretzky showed up and was 99, it was like, oh, man, look at that. And then Lemieux – just had the audacity to go ahead and be 88 because he knew he was the next great one as a number one overall pick, right? I, I always thought that that kind of thing was pretty badass. By the way, uh, one of the great moments in our friend Jay Zawaski's life was when he got an email back from Wayne Gretzky years ago in his early producing years, uh, in the early years of email, as a matter of fact. And Gretzky said, sorry, Jay, can't do it, but try me again. 99. Was the the signature was just? It's a great way to sign email, it's a, right? It's pretty yeah,
1: that, that is very strong. Uh, I was a big memorabilia person as a, as a you know, kid and teenager, and so if you're like going for the signed jersey, I, and I would work, I worked in a sports memorabilia store, so like 27 is actually pretty good because it's got two number like parts on the number where you can sign the jersey and read it. Okay. You know, whereas like if you was a a number one, like a Tracy McGrady jersey or something, like you kind of got to turn your head to the side to look up. There's no way to write it left to right on the on on the jersey. So like I got my friend Jordan jersey in here, and he signs it up the two, and so it's like it's a it's a nice clean way to have a jersey. But like like an eight or an eighty eight is tough because you got to go like through the center of the eight. So you kind of got to write. A little small, but uh, I always don't know. I, I always went back to that when I was thinking about, like, what jersey numbers would look good in a frame.
2: Right, my bad. It, it, uh, 66 for Lemieux. For 88 for Lindros. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah, 66 for Lemieux as he inverted 99, and then, and then 88 for Lindros, who had the audacity to think he was next, and he was not quite next.
0: Remember the, the when he was on, was it NHL? Uh, oh, f- what year was Lindros on the cover? And the whole thing was the, here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. That was the the big thing for his intro. You guys remember that? All right. no. I don't. All right. totally I mean, fine. No. That had I mean, to have been before.
1: Wayne uh, Gretzky 3D Hockey. That was my favorite hockey game.
0: I'm yeah. still I'm still partial to the original NES hockey. I still love that game. Whereas yeah, I, Jay I would, would say you could play. With what a uh, uh, a shrimp, a normie, as Jay Zawaski would say it, and yes. then a big guy.
2: Yeah, you, you you have to have at least one one fat uh, on on your defense. Um, but then one one shrimp, you know, who was it was speedy as hell. But then a couple of normies. That's what I always went with. Literally, like, like as I little. said,
0: that Zawaski was in the hallway. <laughs>
1: speaks you talk about music who can like can uh, be time travel yes video game theme music yes is absolutely time travel for hey me. man
2: whatever works that we language just, with you we just want to reach you we just want to yeah. reach you parkins as a musical community we just want well, however we can get into your head we're fine movies know?
1: tv shows video games
2: they all have songs
1: it's just what it's only the song that I that that I struggle yeah
2: no well that's why like the Tecmo scoreboard music that just sits there and plays and plays and plays while you think about playing your next game and then you get in a conversation with your buddy and then somebody packs a bowl and then you just keep talking and it's like it's been two hours and it's still ding 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 Bing, hey, or Ohio. hi, I'm
1: Ken Griffey Jr. Let's play Major League Baseball.
2: Ding, Double ding, ding. dribble. <laughs> it's
1: the greatest. It's
2: yeah, well, up. we might need a lot of that. Might need a lot more of that coming up this year. Video spring game talk? You're gonna be summer. fine. Yeah, You're we, yeah. You're going to be fine. I,
0: I, I said to Dan and Layla today that I'm already starting to make plans to talk about spring football all over the country. I'm gonna go to oh, Bama in April. That'll be good. See what's going on at the University of Illinois. Brett Bielema year two. They, they've got their spring game on April 21st. <laughs> there you go. It's Football's th- <laughs> back, baby. And
1: it's back in April. Hey, I, listen. No offseason. No offseason for football. I'm, I'm right there with you on that. I think you're going to be fine with baseball. But we, st- we talked about this a little bit yesterday. But, like, if Book Shambi said to us, Speegs, months and months ago, um, if you were creating baseball tomorrow – you wouldn't land on 162 uh, because Adam Silver said, you know, if we were reinventing the sport, we probably wouldn't say the vital way for media access to exist is as our players are getting dressed. But like, you know what I mean? Like there are just some things that have been done one way for forever. And so we assume that that's the only way to do it. And maybe you can take some time and revisit it. So like, in that vein, is March 31st really the best time of year to start a baseball season? No.
2: Yeah, no, not, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily, of not course. Right. i Right? I'm, I'm open to that conversation. What I'm, not, um, uh, what I'm not hip to is the owners just using it as a wedge, knowing full well that they don't give a crap about it and making us rationalize it in the way that you are very capably doing and the way that a lot of us could if we had to. So I'm cool with getting there. I just don't like how the owners have been using it as a threat for months and knowing full well that they were going to be fine with it not happening. And, and we're the ones that pay that price. You know I, I mean? agree
1: with that. Like it, getting to it this way would suck. And it's they would insulting. Do, it, it, insulting yeah. And, and, and they would go right back to 162 games next year. So they're not talking about like delaying the start of the season and compressing the season to make it a better product, which it would, it would make the sport a better product. The, each regular season game would have more importance. You would not have as many rainouts. You would not have games with low attendance in miserable weather in like 60% of the cities that employ baseball teams. Like it would be better for the sport, but you're right. The way they're getting to it is eh, if we don't have a deal by Monday, we'll lose games. We won't make it back, and uh, sucks for you.
2: Right. I mean, it's just, it's so offensive to feel used as a pawn yet again. To have them because they always want and you knew this, Danny, you said this month ago, months ago, they always wanted the threat of lost games to have a negotiating effect. And now they're turning around and trying to use that as a threat. It's just so it's so predictable and so gross and so familiar to the fans and you know this is when it's so weird it's so counterintuitive I love the game I love people being interested in the game I love when the game could conceivably grow but part of me also wants the effect of this and turning off people to have a bigger lasting effect so the owners feel the brunt of that you know what I mean so like think about what that does to people who love the game you find yourself hoping for the game to be damaged on some level so they learn a freaking lesson. That's the pretzel that this garbage turns us into sometimes. I hate it.
0: Where where they're actively trying to shrink and and lessens people's interest in the game and don't really... It's... I'm tired of fighting it. Like, I'm I'm just... I'm just going to try to embrace, like, oh, when you guys are back, you guys are back. And I, I don't know if I speak for a larger contingent. Like, I care... Like I, I want the players to get what they need out of this negotiation. I really do care, but there's a part of me that's just, like you said, I, I'm so beaten down by yeah. this as a baseball fan, and we all saw it coming, and we all see it happening like this. And the the point that Danny made uh, of uh, God, I think it was a couple of weeks ago about that when when we were discussing that the owners definitely want to get to that playoff money and they don't care how many games they burn off the regular season. It's, It's like, man, just let me know when you're done. Like, let me know when all of it is over and then I can care less about it until the games are actually played. It's bizarre. Like, the way that they approach the game is really, really strange, but it shouldn't be considering that not every baseball owner is necessarily a baseball
1: fan. Yeah, and they're businessmen. Like they're just they're looking at this through the lens of I have this asset that's really valuable, and it makes me money. How do I have it make me more money? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's how the vast majority of business businesses work. It's it's honestly how like all for profit businesses are supposed to work. This one is just a public trust, and it uh, you know. And a lot of people care about it, and a lot of people orbit around it, like us, and it matters to the fabric of cities and societies and conversations and relationships, so it is of course different in that way, but to the 30 dudes who own a team, right now, they don't care about that. They will start caring about it again as soon as they sign on the dotted line, and whatever damage this part does that they'll need to repair after they sign they're totally fine with doing because the ends justify the means for them in the pocketbook
2: absolutely absolutely and we are just a line item we are a, at just a line item we're we're an input space in a giant excel spreadsheet and but it's also all...
1: possible man i'm sorry to cut you off it, it is possible here that this gets done like sure it's it's possible. Doesn't, that this doesn't will it Doesn't feel end up, great,
0: like it, I mean, it does sure. feel like there's some backward movement here. But I agree.
1: But I'm just saying, like it's possible. It, it it is. We're not. Deadlines make deals. We've all been through negotiations, way smaller, obviously, but deadlines make deals. They set a deadline. It's Monday. Today's Thursday. So you know, it's it. And and by the way, deadlines are made to be broken. Right. We've all gone past the contract expiring and all of a sudden woke up the next day and not been fired. Hmm, right? Should I still
2: be on the air today? I Does guess my I'll past still still work. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I believe it's happened to all three of us. I know it's happened to me in like two of my last three negotiations. So, like, you know, uh, yeah. It, it, so we'll see. Like, I, I, I still don't think it's time to panic. But in terms of time to be mad at them. I think that's totally fair.
2: Well, listen, it, it was time to panic on February 15th. And I know. I remain but glad we, that we did it. No, we did it. We did it. February 15th, 3 p.m. People can go grab the yeah. podcast. But in terms of being mad, like the emotions that we're going through in Lawrence, I feel you like the exasperation. They're like, you know what? Screw you. I'll just do it. And, but then, you know, every once in a while you end up mad because I have the exasperation and then I toss it aside. And then, then a couple of days later, I might end up mad. Today was Kenny Rosenthal's day to be mad. And it was glorious, you know. Oh, I haven't read it yet. Oh man, yeah, because it's less like, all right. He's like, hey, look, let's make a deal. I've done this before, but all the parameters are there. You need to meet. Okay, I'll go ahead and make the deal. So he like he puts all the stuff together and helps people sort it out and just says, okay, well, this would be your middle ground here and there and here and there and but just bracketing that was just pure disgust from a guy who knows the ingredients of the sausage better than anybody. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's glorious. I, was, I, I love when when guys like that, guys in the know, will get mad and fire it off at you, and you realize that you're not alone in occasionally getting pissed off at the whole process.
1: Well,
0: that's good. I, th- that's some afternoon reading for me. Yeah, I it, was a, it, was, that.
1: it was a very good column. Um, Second half of the bull season starts tonight, but it's not really the second half. It's a twenty-three game sprint uh, as they jockey for positioning and health. Uh, we will talk to Adam Amin about that and the NFL broadcaster carousel uh, that is happening with the reported Troy Aikman to ESPN News. That
0: was I was not expecting that. I was expecting either he'd stay at Fox or go to Amazon.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it was it was a surprise to the industry. So. Uh, and it's obviously not 100% done yet, but it looks like it's happening, and uh, there's a lot of ramifications for that that we'll be talking about on the show today. And our, our Score Stories guest today is Tom Scher. So, first live voice ever on this radio station. Thursdays at 5, we uh, interview a score luminary. Tom Scher gets his turn today.
0: Boys, sounds like a show. I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Lawrence.